Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, BBN? What's happening, Kentucky? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy. Appreciate everybody taking the time out of their morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever portion of the day, night, activities, whatever you got going on. Appreciate you taking the time to check out the show. Can be a little subdued today, uh, a little more serious uh, as compared to our previous episodes, which have been more lighthearted. Uh, still going to have some lighthearted talk towards the middle and end of the show. Even got some exciting news to get to. Uh, been waiting to be able to talk about this. Going to get to that, but got to kind of push that to the middle and to the end and just look at everything that's been going on throughout the country. Some of it affecting Kentucky directly. Uh, Y'all still be sure to take the time uh, to find the show on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, Anywhere you get your podcast, uh, subscribe, follow, put comments in there, hit five stars on iTunes. I definitely appreciate that. Helps the show continue to grow. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, as always, go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, and you can get your business or product uh, talked about here on the show. But <clears throat> to get back to the more somber note, can't act oblivious as to what's going on in the country right now. A lot of civil unrest in a lot of cities um, based off of the lives being lost. Uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Taylor, a lot of people upset, a lot of angst, a lot of reaction that's happened. Like I mentioned, Kentucky, Louisville uh, has been in the center of some of the unrest. So you have heard the phrase and you don't jump at me and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. We've heard it our whole life. Two wrongs don't make a right. No doubt we were, most of us raised that way. If we have kids, we're raising our kids. Two wrongs don't make a right. Three wrongs don't make a right. Four wrongs don't make a right. One wrong doesn't make a right. No wrongs make a right. That's common sense. The second wrong that kind of gets focused on is a reactionary response to the first wrong where the lives were lost and there hasn't been justice for the loss of the lives of the individuals that we just mentioned, and many individuals before these latest individuals who've lost their lives. Mixed in with the second wrong, which is the looting, the vandalism, uh, people jumping in and taking advantage of the reaction, which is the initial reaction of the peaceful protest, to the first wrong of those lives lost, the vandalism, 
the looting, the violence. People were coming in and just saying, well, I can act a fool and it'll get blamed on the protesters. You have some exploiting of the second wrong, a hijacking of the second wrong by some. Oh, I can come in and just clown and come in and destroy some stuff. Uh, and they'll blame it all on the protest. You got some of that going on. There is also over-aggression on both sides. From the first round, there are police, not all of them, that are itching to go overboard and being excessively violent. That's how you get the George Taylor situations, how you get those lives lost in the first place. Crossing the line, being overly aggressive, past the point of detaining someone, and just continue to use excessive force until a life is lost. So you have overaggression from the police. You have overaggression from some protesting. You got some who still want to exhibit and dish out violence to the police. So the overaggression from the first wrong, overaggression from the second wrong, those attract each other like magnets. And then things jump off from that. But justice, if it was a playing field, it's been uneven, it's been unlevel for years for centuries, for millenniums. Once again, the injustice is kind of what leads to the reactions, the second wrongs, the excessive second wrongs, the taking advantage of the second wrongs. Injustice is the beginning of that. It's like when you're watching a game, and things get chippy. This is a sports show. Sports is at the foundation. You can watch a game. Maybe you've played the game at a high school level. Maybe you played the game at the highest level. And things get chippy. There's some cheap shots exchanged. What do we hear nine times out of ten on the broadcast? What do we see? What's happened? The second person usually gets caught. It's some forearms flying, it's some kicks, and some punches being thrown, some chippy stuff that's been building up. It may be during the course of one play. It may be taking place several trips up and down the court. It may be over the course of several plays on the field. The first cheap forearm to the back of the head, the first elbow flies. If there's a reaction, a lot of times that second reaction gets caught. That second reaction happens, boom. There's a flag. The ref sees it. The official sees that elbow. Boom. There's a technical. There's a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for that second act. There's that flagrant foul for that second act. That second reaction, you've heard it, John Madden, 
whoever you want to be listening to, you know, Keith Jackson, oh, the second guy always gets caught, grown up hearing the announcers say that in a game. Well, the second reaction gets caught when we're talking about this situation. But now, these first reactions in the civil unrest are being caught, being filmed, being seen, but there's still no flag for that. There's still no flagrant for that. There's still no in, no ejection for the first act, which has led to lives being lost, even though now that first act is being seen, is being witnessed, still not as much being done for that. The second guy still getting caught, uh, first guy still not much seeming to happen to the first person. Now, imagine, and you know we've all been in this situation too, when you're watching a game and it's your team playing the first guy on the opposing team dishes out that cheap shot to a player on a team that you're rooting for. How upset do you get when you see that player for Florida, that player for Tennessee, dish out that cheap shot and get away with it? You're looking at your TV. How did the ref miss that? How did he not see that? Oh, come on. If you're in the stands, if you're at home in front of your favorite high-def TV, you are livid. So, that same anger <laughs> should uh, be exhibited or be felt when you see a life lost and then nothing still happening from a justice standpoint to the first offender. So that's kind of where everything is right now. Um, second guy still getting caught. Nothing happening to the first guy. Uh, no change, no discipline, nothing happening to that point. Um, and all the while this is happening, we still got the COVID-19 situation that's going too. It's not like that's on the back burner. It's still going to be cases. It's still going to be people getting the virus. Um, Frank Martin from South Carolina just said that he had it. That's still a thing. It's, it's hard to believe that COVID-19 could just get stiff-armed out of the picture. Um, but that is what's happening too. So. That's still something to worry about, still something to be taken seriously um, because it's still it's still going on. Look how much it was in the news before all this happened. So all these things were foretold. Uh, mankind cannot effectively govern themselves. We as people, we make mistakes every single day. None of us are perfect. We all do things. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. 
Oh, can't direct their own decisions. So trying to govern a bunch of people in your city, in your town, in your nation, it's been proven through the years, man, cannot govern themselves effectively. Now, some definitely put forth an effort to try and do their best and put forth a good effort uh, to try to do the right things. Some fall short more glaringly than others. These things have been foretold. There is definitely going to be a solution, and that is comforting to know for sure. So definitely had to start on that somber note, uh, more serious than we have been in these first few episodes of this podcast. For those who have been listening, been keeping it light, haven't had sports to talk about, said that in the teaser episode of this show. Uh, if you go back to the very, very first teaser, it's just about 45 second little intro preview to the podcast. Even though there's no sports, I said that's going to be gravy. Wait till we actually have sports to talk about again. Now, I'm not going to be um, getting mad at sports not happening, especially with the coronavirus still not being wrangled in. But they are, you know, the NBA is looking to try. To get going, we talked about how student athletes could come back to campus. So, um, college sports is looking to get going. Don't know what the MLB is doing. Um, they're trying to have 1994 again, where the season got canceled. And they're sitting there arguing and still far apart negotiating. So, don't know what they're going to end up doing, but um, we'll we'll see. So, when sports do return. We'll definitely have tons of stuff to talk about. We'll, we'll we'll have fun with it, which was the intent of this podcast, uh, which I'm definitely privileged to be uh, hosting. And I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to it. Um, mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there's still exciting news to uh, talk about. If you listen to that same teaser episode again, I said there were lots of fun things coming down the pipe. Uh, it still feels a little bit weird to try to be talking about fun things with all this being going on right now. <laughs> I tweeted it once, uh, getting everything started with this podcast. I tweeted out, I'm going to be hosting the Believe in Kentucky podcast. I said, feels funny. Saying that uh, I have exciting news with everybody's day-to-day life turned upside down due to COVID-19. Coronavirus was just popping off when I was able to get this podcast started. Starting a sports podcast, no sports. Starting a sports podcast right when Corona is kicking off. So I even felt a little funny even announcing the excitement that I had for being here hosting this podcast. Same now with the exciting news for this podcast. You're super excited about it. 
you feel uh, because of everything that's going on. But the exciting news is that this podcast is going to have a co-host. And I'm not just going to straight up tell y'all who the co-host is. I'm going to drop some clues throughout the rest of this podcast, the rest of this episode, and maybe y'all can can tweet at me if you if you have a guess or have an idea, uh, and then see if you're right when the co-host starts hopping on and, and we do shows together. <clears throat> now, BBN, y'all are extremely knowledgeable, so I'm not just going to drop out these easy clues that will have y'all getting it right off the bat. Uh, tweet at me at Vinny Hardy, Vinny with a Y, Hardy with a Y. If you have thoughts as to who you think the co-host may be. So I'm just going to sprinkle in some clues throughout the rest of the episode. Got a few little little lighthearted things to get to after we discussed everything that's going on uh, in Kentucky and and throughout the country right now. Um, But the first clue about the co-host, they were the, the top player in their state. Y'all like, oh, that's fake. That doesn't tell us anything. Um, Top player in their state is the first one. And there's a handful of clues left between now and the end of this episode. Um, But the first non-civil unrest COVID topic is still going to be a sad topic. We just heard the news that Wes Unsell passed away. If you listened a couple episodes ago, go back to the catalog. Had Matt Moderno on, who hosted Believe in Wizards podcast. Washington Wizards talk. He hosted with Larry Hughes, who played for the Wizards. Wes Unsell played for the Bullets. The Wizards were the Bullets before they became the Bullets. Had Matt Moderna on here, the first guest we've had on Believe in Kentucky. So there was no way I was going to have Matt on and not talk Wes Unsell. Wes was before Matt's time. He was born in the late 80s. But he knew of the impact that Wes Unsell had on that Washington Bullets slash Wizards franchise. I was barely born when Wes Unsell was leading those bullets to back-to-back appearances in the NBA Finals. The bullets haven't had a lot of high-peak, joy-exuberant moments as a franchise, but those peak, joyous-exuberant moments that they did experience, Wes Unsell was the core foundation for that success that they had. Rookie of the year and NBA MVP in the same season. 
from the state of Kentucky. I've mentioned that I host Cats Talk Wednesday on Block Talk Radio with Terry Brown. Terry went to Seneca High School in Louisville, the same high school that Wes Unsell went to. Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky led Seneca to state championships uh, there while he was in high school before going to Louisville to play for the Cardinals. Definitely sad to hear about the passing of Wes Unsell, 74 years of age. David Aldridge has an excellent piece, a tribute, as have many others. But uh, David Aldridge has a great piece on The Athletic, talking about Wes being the most honest person he's ever met. Uh, He wouldn't be where he is as a reporter, as a journalist today without Wes Unsell. So definitely a cool read um, by David Aldridge reflecting and reminiscing uh, on his interactions with Wes Unsell. Let's give you another clue as to the new Believe in Kentucky uh, co-host is coming. Uh, It's a UK legend in the UK Athletics Hall of Fame. So there's another clue about the co-host that will soon be on these episodes of Believe in Kentucky. Next topic I want to hit, um, everybody's probably seen it by now, but Cash Daniel, former UK linebacker, just finished his career. If y'all saw him on Twitter, Look, man, Frank Caliendo, man, you might you might have to start looking over your shoulder on some of these. Cash was doing some impressions, and he did three notable individuals. You know, all us sports fans are familiar with all of them. He did John Gruden, who was now Lynn Bowden's coach out there in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Still feels weird saying Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but he, he did Gruden talking to Lynn Bowden. Uh, now that Lynn's going to be a Raider, how fired up that he is to have the ability and the opportunity to coach Lynn Bowden. So that was was, was very funny. Um, and he did a good Gruden. Uh, his other one, he was uh, Ed Ogeron at LSU, which was, was really good. Uh, even referencing the fact that Look, you don't take delight in anybody's marriage coming to an end. But Coach Orgeron is recently divorced, and he spoke on the fact that he's the most eligible bachelor in Baton Rouge. And that's why I'm running around with no shirt, because that's how good I look. And, of course, the shout-out to Joe Burrow and the Go Tigers. Go Tigers! But, you know, Ed Orgeron drops at the end of every media session. Um, and his last one, I thought, was the best. They were all good, but that Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, talking about Mike Tyson getting back in the ring, he's got Stone Cold down cold. His Stone Cold Steve Austin impression was hilarious. All of them very funny. Uh, you can tell Cash has, has, has honed it, listened, and, and got those guys' uh, tendencies and cadences uh, got them down pretty good. Um, 
one more clueless drop in the fact that our soon to be believing Kentucky co-host joining very soon they were born in SEC country so there's another clue um, you know try to put two and two together and and tweet at me see if you can figure out who the believing Kentucky co-host is gonna be coffee with Cal there was mentioned normally it's every Monday if y'all been watching it on Facebook this past Monday Cal decided not to have it and he's gonna put it on hold and try to do something uh, more fitting more appropriate everything that's going on with the civil unrest he said let me not do an episode this Monday but let me let me scale back and look and try to maybe it's a platform maybe he'll be talking to several different people we'll see what he does but Cal has said it on Coffee with Cal. His mind races. We know his mind races. Always looking to try to be current with things, try to be uh, ahead of the game, especially when it comes to recruiting, things of that nature. His mind is constantly racing, no doubt. The Coffee with Cal was for, for charity for COVID-19 relief, and they've been able to provide groceries for families in Lexington and things of that nature and he's still gonna do that but he's just kind of shifted the focus right now with all of the civil unrest and if you look he's he's been that way since he's been at Kentucky his first year you know with with Boogie Cousins John Wall they did a hoops for Haiti uh, and had the telethon uh, to raise money that way so this is you know par for the course for Cal when things, uh, tragic things happen, when uh, events that are traumatic happen. So we'll definitely see what he has in store when he resumes his coffee with Cal. Now, I've got a little bit behind. I'm still one episode behind. Uh, The most recent episode was with Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers. And for me personally, that's just, just going to be hard for me to watch that one. Being a Cowboys fan, no disrespect to Mike Tomlin. I know Cal's from Pittsburgh, and that's you know that's his team. Heck, most of BBN is Bengals fans, so they hate the Steelers too. But I'm, I'm going to get around to watching the Mike Tomlin episode. But <laughs> all the episodes that I have seen, uh, which the one before Mike Tomlin was Brad Stevens, uh, and had Jordan Cornett and all his family, his mom and his dad and his brother, uh, talking about Jordan's brother, Joel, who had passed away at the beginning. The one prior to that, Cal got all of his Nets guys together, Keith Van Horn, Sherman Douglas, Sam Cassell, uh, talking about when Cal was coaching those guys with the New Jersey Nets. The thing I'm working my way towards with the whole uh, coffee with Cal thing is, <laughs> and look, everybody that knows him and spends more time with him on the daily day, daily, is already used to what we're seeing right now. And I'm talking about Cal cussing. Everybody that just sees Cal during the games, look, you know he's cussing. You you read his lips. You can be blind and read his lips. You can be sitting in a arena 
and and hear him. So we you, you know during the game, intense cussing cow. But when he's just shooting the breeze, cousin, it's funny. Because <laughs> you don't see him just shooting the breeze, cussing, because yeah, everybody sees him most of the time in the middle of a game. But you know, he's just shooting the breeze, cousin, with Sam Cassell and, and Keith Van Horn and German Douglas and them. It's it's just funnier seeing it come that way. Now, Dwayne P V, TJ Bosner, Ellen, Brad, Megan, everybody that sees him on the daily, they see the shoot the breeze cousin cow they're used to it but for those of us that see mostly just game cousin cow you know red faced upset cousin cow to see the laid back chilling cousin cow is funny and i just thought it was funny seeing it on those coffees with cow so that's my little two cents on coffee with cow looking forward to what he does when he brings it back and the guest that he has lined up for the remaining episode, you know, Larry Fitzgerald was good. Uh, a lot of cool episodes that he's already uh, recorded. You know, Charles Barkley, he gets some good guests, you know, like he did with his cow cast. You know, he's going to get him some good guests in there. Um, another clue for our co-host, SEC Player of the Year. So that is what the fourth clue. Still got a couple more. Between now and the end of the show, to see who will be hopping in here with me. Just won't have to hear my voice. It'll be two voices to hear in addition to whatever guests we have coming uh, in the future as well. Cal Tucker had a cool piece on the athletic kind of a state of the program for UK football. And, and to me, the you know, I think he tweeted out it's like 5,000 words, uh, a little bit of a longer read, not your just quick two, three minute article that you scan and read on your phone. But the thing that just stood out is just depth, depth, depth for Kentucky football, which was always a struggle to get that depth, depth, depth if you've been watching the team for lots of years. The first string, they're strong, and then it would be that drop-off. Now they're filling the cupboard at a lot of positions. You know, the, the quarterback situation last year, still winning eight games after you had to roll with Lynn Bowden, uh, moving him from receiver to play quarterback after Terry Wilson got hurt, after Sawyer Smith got hurt. Now the quarterback room is, is stocked. Uh, Coach Stoops and, and uh, Henshaw and Grand, you bring in a Joey Gatewood, you got Bo Allen, you still got Sawyer Smith, Terry Wilson comes back. You know, there's depth there. The running backs, there's depth there. That offensive line, there's depth there. The receivers, you know, still got some guys looking to prove themselves, but you have some potential there. Tight ends, there's depth there. Um, linebackers. They're still trying to build depth there. We lost Chris Oates, and you still definitely hope all goes well as he recovers just getting back to being healthy. They go and get uh, Joko Willis from Independence uh, Community College out there, you know, last chance you there in Kansas. He comes in uh, to play the linebacker spot. Defensive line depth. 
Justin Rogers coming in. Bohanna and McCall already there. Josh Pascal already there. Um, so you see the depth. Phil Hawkins coming back. Um, the DB room is still stocked. And you had the transfer of Kelvin Joseph coming in there. So cool read once again on the athletic Cal Tucker state of the program and to me the takeaway was just depth depth and more depth um, another clue for our believing Kentucky co-host uh, shot over 39% from three-point range that narrows it down a little bit maybe um, just tweet at me at Vinny Hardy, uh, I put a tweet out about this particular thing about a UK legend joining me on Believe in Kentucky. You can find that tweet or just tweet me straight up at Vinny Hardy uh, on Facebook at Vinny Hardy. Uh, and the first correct response, like I said, the first correct response on Twitter, first correct response on Facebook, cool prizes. For both. If you're the first person on Facebook to get it right, boom, win a prize. First person on Twitter to tweet in with the right answer, you get a prize. So, prizes for both winners. Uh, if you get the co host guessed correctly, let's see. Um, talked. Last week, week before, Paul Gaffney from Harlan County, just like myself, a little bit older than me. I remember watching him play for the Cumberland Redskins in high school. He went on to play college basketball at Tennessee Wesleyan, then played 15 years for the Harlan Globetrotters. Now he owns and is also the general manager of the Tennessee Conductors in the Women's Professional Basketball Association. A couple weeks ago, they made their first draft pick which was Macy Morris, former UK Wildcat under Matthew Mitchell, um, daughter of Lewis Morris, who was Paul's teammate at Cumberland High School uh, and is coaching high school basketball in Kentucky right now. So the second pick was just made the other day, and, and Paul Gaffney and the Tennessee Conductors still kept that Kentucky flavor. Drafted a player that Macy Morris knows well. She was at Kentucky at the same time, and that is Taylor Murray. So the Tennessee Conductors' backcourt is Macy Morris, Taylor Murray. Chemistry will not be a problem. They know each other very well, so they'll be able to be uh, in sync from the jump and be a problem for the rest of the league. So congratulations to everybody, to Paul, Macy, Taylor, uh, and cool to see uh, that Kentucky flavor jumping off in the WBPA. Let's see. <clears throat> Our final clue for the co-host for Believe in Kentucky played in all 82 games in the 2000-2001 NBA season. So, 
there's your clues spread out through the episode. Gave you six. That's a that's a handful plus one. Uh, so y'all get your thinking caps on and see who's about to be a co-host here on Believe in Kentucky. Definitely appreciate the time. Appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. Hope you enjoy the show. Check it out. As I mentioned, as always, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Play, Player FM, wherever you get your podcast, just hit subscribe, just hit follow. You don't have to worry about it. It comes straight to your phone, straight to your tablet, straight to your laptop. Hit us up with those five stars on iTunes. Just go in there and click on bloop, bloop, those five stars and we hope you enjoy each and every episode that comes your way. Believe.com. Believe in Kentucky. We appreciate it. Everybody stay safe. Everybody be careful. And we'll talk at y'all next time. This has been Vinny Hardy on the Believe in Kentucky podcast. Take care, BBN. We'll see y'all. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube